0: And welcome to this special episode of the Fools on a Hill podcast. I'm Cal. I'm joined by Ganny and Liam as always.
1: Every always, single time. Every single we're not time. We to do it
0: if we're not all there. Now, so. that we, we come as a package deal. And today, this package deal is going to cover Tame Impala's sophomore album, Lonerism, as it reaches its 10th birthday. Run jingle. Ten years. Ten long, hard, lonesome years. Someone else say something. <laughs> oh, Henry I thought Rude. you were going to carry on. I, don't know.
1: I thought you <laughs> thought you had something in mind you know, really? was, I was, there. Probably... Could
0: you not tell I was riffing? Did that sound pre-planned?
1: Oh, no, you just... It's so natural with you. Uh, Lonerism <laughs> is the album we're covering by the... Uh, Feels weird saying band. Team and parlor. Um This was written and produced, um, performed, <laughs> <laughs> recorded by every single thing that you can think of uh, by Kevin Parker. Uh, even with... took a picture on the artwork. It's it. We'll get to that in a minute. So stop it up with live member Jay Watson also contributing on two tracks. Please don't ask me what two because I don't know. Um, It was recorded mostly in Perth. That's in Australia. That was a bad accent. Cut that. Um, (laughs) And Paris, um, which, of course, is in France. It always has been. It always will be. Um, Lonerism is psychedelic. Baby, uh, with a lot more synthesizers on show as opposed to the debut album, Inner Speaker. Um, I I was almost going to give an answer to a question we've not even reached yet, so I I won't say that. Um, There's a lot more poppier elements throughout this. Um, I would say overall, um, after reading Wikipedia, it seems like Mr. Parker attempted to incorporate his love for pop music into this, which you can really tell. Mm. Uh, um, the image which uh, decorates the album, uh, the album's cover, is, of course, an image of a fenced-off Jardin de Luxembourg. in Liam, do you want to give a better Jordan. pronunciation of that? It be Jardin. Jardin. Jo- J- well, we not spell it right. Le Luxembourg. Um, and it's, you know, highly acclaimed. Uh, in case you want to know the facts and figures, it reached um, number four in Australia, number 14 in the UK, and unfortunately number 34 in the US. It sold over 210,000 copies in the United States. Uh, I don't know when that is by. And it's certified platinum in Australia and silver in the UK. A um, couple of weird things here just to mention. Apocalypse Dreams is the was the first single to be released. Which just seems a bit mad, mm, yeah. um then it elephant then uh feels like we only go backwards and ending it off with mind mischief um, that's about it. We're gonna go through track by track, tell you our thoughts and our feelings and we've got some lovely little questions at the end, which are gonna be um asked by the the beautiful boy lovingly. Ian Godfrey, yeah uh, lovingly asked um so. Starting off with the opener, best place to start, really, is Be Above It. What a great way to open this. Uh, The first time the bass comes in with that synth, my only word I've used here is
0: oof. (laughs) Oof, indeed. Um, I love the gradual introduction of the gotta be above it whispers that are prominent throughout. It's just a great way to get it into the album. Just the job of an opener, you'd say. Does it well.
2: Yeah, it's really good. The the build up is is iconic, I think. And the um the way that like the guitar line comes in over that, uh, and it feels very just kind of like on it, on top of it, repressing the rest of the song in a very really cool way. Um I really like that. And this like straight away the drum sound in this. And for the rest of the album. The drum, it's one of the, my favorite drum sounds ever. Mm. Um, it just sounds wonderful. Uh, and I think this is a, a wonderful start to this album.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've
1: watched uh, many a video on people trying to replicate the drum sound of this album. Um, because it is, like you say, it is wonderful. Uh, moving on to Endo Endo's Trois or or what, Liam? The yeah. Um <laughs> and it is another great track. They're all great, to be honest. I I, I like this album a lot. So I was covering it. It's a classic, not just my decision, of course. We all like it. Um but the amazing opening has an amazing opening to this track. Um I do a lot of the uh, songs, but um I love the phasy guitars. Um and the chord progression seems, well, at the time of this being released, different for Tame Impala. Um,
0: yeah. yeah that, <clears throat> that riff at the start, to use Liam's word, is iconic, for me at least. Uh, despite being an album track, it's just I don't know, instantly takes me to some sort of higher place that People take drugs for. I don't take drugs. I listen to Lonerism by Tame parlor, Sure.
2: Get that
1: on a t-shirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'd be a first. Great bit t-shirt. Merch. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really good. Um, I'd buy that t-shirt. I'm going to say that right now. If anyone makes, maybe we should make it. I don't take drugs. I listen to Lonerism. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll That's mate. Good. I'm, uh, I'm going to
2: pattern that. Go on, pattern it, mate. Pattern it. Um. Yeah. Pat on the back for that, mate. Thank you. This one again, yeah, drum sounds all over this one. Incredible and just incredible playing. Just sounds great. Um the kind of the slow down in the middle of the song when the vocals come in to them picking back up is great. Um and the the bass routes really good and then at the end when really distorted bass and I think it then mm. it's either not actually bass. It's actually guitar because then there's a part that very much sounds like guitar, or it is all bass, or it's a mix of both, and I don't really know. By the way, that really heavily distorted, dirty sound towards the end. Uh oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. annoying <laughs> Oh. Um
1: Yeah. Moving on to the third track of the album, Apocalypse Dreams. Without giving too much away. Yeah. Y- yeah. Um yeah, and I'm going to give it away. This song is, and I've used this words on purpose. is perfection for me. Wow. Um, I've loved this from the first time I've heard it. The bassline in this is amazing. Is well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not weird to say or out the me to say, but his basslines in general, I think, are severely underlooked by people. Uh, as is, I didn't even touch on it. The drum playing as well. <laughs> Um, just unique, um, and yeah, fantastic. This song, I yeah, I love this song. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love this song as well. I didn't know it was a single, which uh, is not it? Yeah, it does surprise me, especially the first single. Um, it's just an absolutely ridiculous track. Uh, the ending is just unreal. One of the best experiences I've ever had to see in this live. It's yeah. just completely uh, consuming. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you bob on there, Carl. <laughs> you are bob on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, to me, this song, it's one that I don't... I just can't imagine being able to write this song. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, it's one it, of those, isn't it? It's just crazy. It's so good and just a different sections of the song when it kind of comes in and goes and slows back down again that kind of like um that pacing changes are are really cool and there's a lot of just very good little little bits in the background and stuff that have just been kind of thrown in here and there um and like the key sounds and stuff just all it's all groovy baby well
1: from what i Read before I believe it was recorded over the span of two years. Oh yeah, and unless that's completely wrong, in which case, apologies for the misinformation. But I feel like you can really tell that there's been a lot of time spent on this. I mean, he, he quoted here saying like that he was mostly just spent days drinking red wine and smoking spliffs and staying up dead late. Um, Great time. So that's where the weird aspects of the album come from. Um, which there's no argument for there. I can fully see why that <laughs> would be the case. <laughs> Paid, um, off. Paid off. But you can, like you say, you can see the attention to detail, um, especially in a track like this, which has got so much going on. Um, moving on to Mind Mischief. Um, what a riff. <laughs> Unreal. Baby. So iconic. Um, and just... When we do these classic ones, I. I do tend to think more about the songs a lot more than I normally would if I was just casually listening to them. But there's so many parts to this that just complement mm-hmm. every instrument so well. Everything has room to to breathe. Um, And this is, the one, like, this is one of the songs that I've, upon re-listening, I thought, it's just, it's so good. So good the way everything's well thought out.
0: Yeah, completely agree. The riff as you say is absolutely iconic without being dramatic, I think. This is one of the best songs of the 2010s. Just instantly transports me back to being 12 or well not 12 cuz it wasn't released 14, 15. Um I just it's just iconic. It genuinely is iconic. Um and despite all the obvious effects on the vocals, I think this is one of Kevin's better vocal performances in the early early days. Um, which obviously is a bit of a sticky point in terms of Kev's abilities, but honestly, you're listening to the wrong band if that's what, you, if that's what you're looking for from Serving <laughs> Bala.
2: I actually just, I had the same thought about this song in terms of vocals. It's probably my favourite vocal performance of it. Uh, I just like the way this, the vocal sound in the song, and I mean, yeah, the same as everyone else. So I suppose the, the riff is just incredible, and the way the bass uh, plays a similar riff but not quite, and uh, it's almost like a call and response. is like just insanely smart. It's it's so good. The way they play off each other is incredible, and that dirty tone again at the end, that guitar mm. tone, Whew,
1: baby. Some fuzzy Ooh. naughty guitars. I love the bit before the like bridge part where it's the really high bit um with the singing and the, the synth is going like Doon, dun, dun, yeah. dun. there's like that rhythm going on and it's just like oh, and then you fall right into it yeah uh, and the music video as well i i distinctly remember this music video yeah it's one of those ones i immediately think of it um moving on to music to walk home by um a lot of interesting changes throughout this to keep it interesting and the ending to this is just immense the guitar tone i think comes back again in this um i think it's a, a credit that it's sometimes difficult to understand what is being played mm. um but it doesn't really matter because it just it fits whatever it is and it just if it is a guitar then the fact he's made that noise with a guitar is
0: fantastic yeah Completely agree. He is he is a genius, to be quite wizard. frank. Um this song itself though, is kind of a newer one for me. Uh it just kind of passed me by when I was a bit younger. Don't really know how. Uh but it is an absolute banger and I don't really know what more to say about this specific track.
2: Yeah, I think that it's always um it's never really stood out to me, I think, because Everything before and everything after it is a lot more kind of Mm. is better in a simple term, but Mm. not at all disparaging this song. Um, But I don't think I have much more to add, except it 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 somehow sounds like it's jammed as opposed to, which is impossible because it's done by one person. But it doesn't sound like (laughs) a kind of manufactured song. It sounds like a band that's just kind of like riffing together, and this is what they've made. So, pretty cool, not done.
1: I think when you when you remember that fact. And listen to every single song off this. It's that's even more of a credit to his ability to be able to produce, write, and do all this shit and make it sound like it's not just him individually playing each one on top of one another. Mm. It just, like you say, it just sounds so sort of free flowing most of the time. Um, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Moving on to why won't they talk to me? I don't know, Kev, to be honest. I think they should talk to you. I would talk Fools. to you. You're a very interesting man, I think. Um, I love this one. Uh, the intro is great. Um, the little synth. Sounds like a cheap synth that's playing a little bit, and then the bubbly little play in the background <laughs> um, is nice. And then the bit where I think it's maybe about halfway th- through or nearer the end where everything drops out and comes in with just pure Kev vocals and acoustic guitar. It, it like wall of sound, Kev mm. vocals. It's just beautiful. And I remember watching like a, he did a not so long ago a video of him yeah like playing it in like
0: and it was showing sure lockdown on it.
1: Yeah. Oh that, yes. and
0: that was
2: amazing.
1: I just remember thinking that uh, that made me appreciate the song even more, to
0: be honest. Just watching that.
2: Gonna have to re that yeah. No,
0: you said that. I'm gonna mm. do that right after recording. Yeah, um, <laughs> I completely agree with what you said there about that reaffirming my love for the song that video. Um, not to spoil anything, but this is this is one of two that are that just remind me of being just it just take me instantly back. I yeah. remember wearing wearing me parka with me hands up here in my pockets, my <laughs> little man bag. <laughs> It's just, it just—it just reminds me of just walking home, I, like the route I took. It's just—I don't know. It, everything is incredible. The drums when they come back in towards the end, just—I just defies words.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to add apart from, um, yeah, the the, the beginning where he, where he's just singing to the build up to when the drums come in and that drum beat. Is like one of the greatest things in music, I think ever. And I think across the, many songs that do that sort of thing, it's just a very smart choice most of the time. Um, but here, it just it just gets you, gets me in the in the goodies, you know. Um, <laughs> and again, the kind of the kind of ebb and ebb and flow through the song is just like perfect. Everything's in its right place. It feels, I don't know. Just just mm. did a bloody good job. Honey. Why would no one talk to him? 'Cause I think, you know, he's either a very interesting guy or completely dead behind the eyes. And I don't mind that either. <laughs> <laughs> either can be true. He can be like just a happy Labrador. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, he's either that or he's the most intelligent person on the planet. It's fine.
1: It's fine either way. Um next up we have feels like we only go backwards. Um a lot's been said about this by other people, so I have not really hot much to say. Great intro. The baseline is a chef's kiss. Um, one sort of thing that stood out to me this time listening to it is the panning on instruments and mm-hmm. it never fully hit me that the bass is like off to the left of it instead of being like dead down the centre Um, and I think it was this song I remember hearing him do an interview with probably Zane Lowe or something um, where he was saying like the mix for this it, they almost handed it in and there would have been like no bass because of the way that Um, to get technical like phase affected sound like it cut one of the instruments out basically and that was almost turned in it was like the final product until they listened to it through like an iPod or something stupid and then um, then they realized that Mm. something's not playing right so yeah uh, that's a little fun fact I suppose but um, what have you
0: got to say about this song guys Um, again nothing though I can really add that's of any note. Uh, it's an absolutely top tier tune, but I feel like it's suffered the the less I know, the better treatment of being overplayed to the point of insanity. Um, so normally I do skip it, but obviously for listening to this, I played it and it's so good. Like, there's a reason why it's been overplayed to death. Um, yeah, it is just a great song.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that because I definitely feel a bit of burnout on this song, um, which is weird because I think when I used to listen to this album, it, it never really stood out to me massively. And then obviously the fame from s Monkeys covering it was that just Alex Turner or whatever it was. Alex um, yeah, just Al. And Delican. this is the, it's the most played on Spotify, which I thought was interesting from this album, um, considering a song that's coming up, which I definitely would have thought would have been higher played. Um, but yeah, I know it is still a very, very solid song. I just don't think it quite does it for me in terms of style as some of the others. Um, but it's still quite like solid. And it's a, it's a great place on the album as well.
1: Yeah, definitely a great place. Um, moving on to Keep On lying. Um This is a weird one that I tend to fluctuate on, my opinions of to be honest with you. Um, I do like more or less every sort of instrumental choice and everything. And I like the fading. Um, However, I do feel like it drags towards the end. Um, I mean, there is obviously different instrumentation that comes in. There's like different keys and guitar parts that come in. But uh, if I'm not in the right mood, it'll get to like halfway through and I'll skip it. Mm. Because I do enjoy the first half. But um, yeah. So it depends. Either I, one day I like it, one day I'll well, follow those, but I don't think it's bad Yeah, by any means.
0: Uh, in my head, this was always an interlude, but it's fucking six minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <which> yeah, man. Which <laughs> is just bonkers. I've got to um, say. Yeah. I understand what you mean about skipping it sometimes because the ending is just a bit bonkers. Um, I really like the the weird voices and the laughter that just gradually gets louder. It's just a bit creepy. <laughs> I don't know if it's intentionally creepy but it creeps me out a little bit um but sometimes that is a bit overwhelming i agree um but when i'm in the right mood i love this track to
2: bits it's not one that i've ever really thought about and being honest yeah it just kind of happens at this point in the album and then obviously we know what comes next so it's kind of quickly forgotten um but yeah i i, I do also enjoy the the kind of musical elements in the song i enjoy the vocals the weird kind of talking and the laughing there's also that very clean just completely undistorted guitar that just plays that weird riff with notes that sound wrong um that thing's kind of cool um but yeah i would say it's never really been one that if you were to say the name of the song it would mean nothing to me that's all <laughs> kind of much i've not paid attention to it so if you played it i'd be like oh yeah that's so, but yeah
1: and moving on, Liam's alluded to it several times. It's Elephant. Everyone knows it. Uh, I, I, my notes were, I mean, you already know. Um, <laughs> there's not really much more to add to it, other than my own personal experience. Well, our personal experiences with the song, because we've all seen it perform live. I like the the breakdown they do, where they make it a little bit more like a video game sound. Yeah. Um, To change it up a bit, I enjoy that. Um, I feel like it's It's a bold one to have as a a single as well because the solo goes on for so long. Yeah. That's very unusual for like something to be in the charts for something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. For those moments where it. Is it called like a zeitgeist or something? I don't know. Cultural zeitgeist? (laughs) Yeah. I don't fucking know what I'm saying. Zeitgeist is a word, yeah. Yeah. Let's see if you use it right Um, (laughs) Yeah, who knows? But, um, yeah, I think that, uh, although it obviously sounds like it should be a single, it is weird that it it did also catch on as well as it did, I think. But um, it's great. It's funny that it was like a joke song, and he's mentioned that a couple of times. Like He basically was forced by other people to sort of finish it off because they said it was good. And he wrote it as like a joke and then Didn't did it um, in full. And the uh, uh, mirrors on his Cadillac because um, he doesn't like... It looking like I he looks back. Yeah, fantastic. There, it's one of the, I think the best lyrics on the album. To be honest, yeah, um, they are fantabby-dozy. Boys what you got to say,
0: yeah, couldn't agree more about that. Uh, that lyric there, it's just a rip snorter. It just is. <laughs> it just is. Um,
2: That's it. Yeah, it's, it's just hard, isn't it? It just goes hard. It it doesn't really fit on the album, but it, it, well, it does actually. Where it's placed is very smart because it's kind of like. Here's something new, at the last minute, mm. uh, and it definitely works. But it is very, it's very—it's definitely an outlier on the album. Um, and for a joke song, it's incredible. That guitar tone, with that main that um, guitar playing is just
1: whew, beautiful. It's also—sorry to interrupt you—but the drums on this are also deceptively more um, complicated than you think they are, because it comes in on the snare hit. Every mm-hmm. time after the sort of do doom that comes back in. Instead of being like the bass and the snare, um, it comes in on like the second beat, which is yeah. always really weird. But it never, you never seem like you're losing it. It always feels like it's moving along like it should be.
2: Yeah, I've, I'm just, just, just uh, noticing that as as I'm listening to you. are Right, that's interesting. And it is a weird um, one to play. Just even just playing bass, where you just kind of playing the main rhythm, mm-hmm. just that doo back into it is is a strange one. Uh, I think the word you were looking for before, by the way, was phenomena. That's y- Yeah. A cultural phenomena yeah. where it doesn't kind of make sense. But... Thank um, you. Uh, just Mr. before Dietrich. we move
0: on as well, absolutely iconic remix of this and Black Skinhead back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top notch. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: as we move on, I just want to uh, ask the question, do you have Led Zeppelin next?
0: No. No, it didn't do the deluxe. Right,
1: because, well, this isn't the deluxe version. And this is something that I have made a comment about that might be interesting. So, originally, the album um, did not come with the track Led Zeppelin on. It was an iTunes exclusive or exclusive to a 7-inch, which you thought as part of a deluxe version of the album. Mm -hmm. However, it has since been included onto the album track list on Apple Music, apparently or the apple realm um it's placed next number 10 um, i've never
2: heard that song no have i well i've never heard of i don't it. agree with its inclusion
1: um in the middle I'm of the album is very on... strange as well <laughs> yeah it's it's weird i i don't agree that it should be included it it sounds too demo-y and it definitely stands out uh i don't know if that's more to do with the fact that it wasn't originally there so my sort of uh, education of the album mm. did not include that originally, but um yeah, I, I definitely it it really ruins the momentum from Elephant um down to to this. Even though the next one's only like a interlude that um, is very slow, but yeah, I, Led Zeppelin. Don't know why it's on here, weird. But I thought I'd mention all those facts because I, I actually did some research on it. Bohemian, well, we'd have thought, eh? <laughs> You'd have thought. Um. Well, in that case, next up we have. She just won't believe me. Um, which fifty seconds, seconds long? Fifty seven. That was. I use seven and seconds as one word. Apparently. Um. I like the intro, of this being like a kind of misdirect. It starts off sounding, not like well, sort of. Happyish the chords. Um, and then when it comes in with the She Just Won't Believe Me, it suddenly flips and it comes very dark mm. um, and sort of I don't know, I want to say gothic, but not quite that, with all these vocals that are doing the the synthy sounds. Mm. Um, I think it's fine being the length it is. Um, it doesn't intrude too much.
0: But yeah. Comment yeah, I think...
1: Made by Annie.
0: I think as far as interludes go, it's as it's as good as you can get really. Um do find it a bit pointless, but it's fine that it's there. It's got some nice sounds. Um
2: but you know, bit of nothing. I actually just think I just really don't need it um, at all. And like I think it starts off alright, but the way it just kind of ends abruptly makes me just feel like it I don't know, doesn't say right doesn't say right for me, to be honest with you. Sorry to say, you. That's all well. right. It's all right.
1: forgive you. Uh, moving on. Nothing that has happened so far has been anything we could control. <gasps> Breathe. Um, <laughs> great sound throughout this. The mix on this is brilliant. Um little gripe with it that I've realized upon listening to it critically. Don't know if it coming back in at the end with the singing is entirely necessary. Uh, necessary. It's long enough as it is. Then it it comes back with the first verse as the outro part of it, and it it could just fade out or stop. Um, yeah. So the ending's a bit unnecessary. But uh, you know, I enjoy before that.
0: I like I like how it comes back in. Uh, I do agree that it probably doesn't need to, but. I really, really like this song, so um, I'm always happy for it to have a bit more of it. Um, I think the vocal effects in this one are a standout for me on the record, Um, probably close to my mischief for me in terms of the vocals. Um, And I like the melody of the intro. It feels quite old school. I don't really know why. Maybe it's a certain effect or something, but I think it feels the most Um, inspired by old stuff, which sounds mad because it also is very uh, 2012. I don't really know what I'm getting at, but yeah, (laughs) but it just Um, feels the most like inspired by something else. Uh,
2: I don't really know. Sure, Carl. Thanks. Um, thanks for that (laughs) riveting insight. (laughs) Um, I think that in the past when I've listened to this album, I've either not made it this far or just checked out at this point because this and the next song have no recollection of whatsoever. But listening to Refresh Years, they still don't really do anything for me. Um so spoilers for the next one as well. Um, but even more so for the next one. But for this one as well, it it's fine and, you know, a lot goes on it but it just doesn't doesn't hook me in the same way any any of the other songs on the album do. Um And I think, really, it's a bit... After Elephant, it's all a bit downhill. And it's kind of a weak finish, unfortunately, for me.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Suns coming up is the last track. Quite a few things to say on this. I love the Lennon-esque singing that goes on. Um, Made more Lennon-esque by the echo effect on his vocals. Sorry, the what? Sorry? (laughs) Sorry? um and it's different vocally because he's quite well, he's very low at some points in the in the singing um the hook which is basically all that there is of singing <laughs> that like the the singing hook um is one of my favorite hooks of any song it always gets stuck in my head don't know why It's a weird one, I know. But um, it just always comes back to me for some reason. Um, And I don't mind the guitar solo at the end. My only real issue with it is that it just ends abruptly. Um, So that annoyed me. If it faded out, I kind of would have been okay with it, but it just cuts off so quick. Well, not quickly, but cuts off very abruptly. like I said. So I'll just repeat myself at this point. Carl, what do you think?
0: I always used to skip this one back in the day. So I don't really have that affinity to it. And I just still don't really care for it. Um, I think it works well as a closer to an album, but I'm not necessarily sure that this is that album. Um, it just feels very out of place to me. I don't know. There's elements I like, but it doesn't. It does feel out of place. It doesn't interest me enough to want to force myself to like it.
2: Well, I kind of alluded to my thoughts on this as well before, and yeah, I don't have any kind of uh, affinity for it, and I think it's. The the whole last chunk of this album is a waste,
1: in my opinion. Are we. I'm gonna say that maybe Apocalypse Dreams would have been a better ender? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Possibly. I'm I'm listening now to think if Elephant could have just ended it. And I think it probably could have. If you know. um, but in terms of like an, like an actual song as an ender. album would have been Cal's favourite. Yeah, love that. But yeah, Apocalypse Dreams probably yeah. is the right choice there. You're right. Yeah, that should have
1: been. I mean, they do use that most of the time to, well, end it before the encore, don't they? Um yeah, so maybe that's why I've I think of it as an ender. But anyway, um that's been our little chat on the individual tracks and what we think of them. So yeah, some mixed thoughts, some great com- conversations to be had there. Mm-hmm. Um, not by us though. Yes. No, of course not. <laughs> I don't want to speak to you anymore. Uh, I just want to answer questions. Well, uh, I've Liam, got them.
2: Thank you. I've got some questions for you. And this might be a different order because I moved them around a little bit. I don't know how they're usually told. Uh, you would do it, you? But I just you feel like the question do. that was first shouldn't... Have been <laughs> the first question? Anyway, I want to ask you the first question, which I've decided to the first question, uh, which is, what is your first experience with this record?
0: Tal-
2: um, a well, answer.
0: to answer your question, I have to not answer your question. Um, you. My My uncle, <laughs> Andrew... Good old Uncle Nobbed, Um gave me Inner Speaker when I was, uh, I don't know. What well, did he give you, Inner Speaker? <laughs> About 13. Shit. Well, and I...
2: wasn't out. And... Oh, sorry, Inner Speaker. Sorry. Yeah. Take it fuck back. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Listen, you cow. Well, I was, Are you I was, I was, to I was smack you in the teeth. For some reason, I've um, formed this album.
0: I've, yeah. He gave me that when I was, when, well when that was out. Um he really loved it. He gave it to me. I really loved it. Um, and then I just remember Elephant. I remember watching the YouTube video to Elephant, which is kind of where I get the idea that that was the first single. And I just kind of disregarded Apocalypse Dreams as a single. Um, so that's how I remember it. Just Elephant being released.
1: You've answered the question there by answering the question. Yeah, but fair. I had to deviate
0: wow. from from the album.
2: I mean, it's all still an answer to the question, Callum.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> full circle, <laughs> right? Wagon wheels.
2: Uh, like a wagon wheel. Um,
1: my well, Liam, what's your first experience? Or do you want me to answer, and then you do it.
2: Um, I don't know my exact first experience. I again would assume. Uh, I'm pretty sure the first song I heard was Elephant. Um, and yeah, I really don't know. I, I, it's one of the first albums I bought on vinyl. I remember just lying in my bed and listening to it over and over again. Mm. Um, apart from the last two of, tracks
1: apart from the last one yeah, yeah. apart from side B maybe I want to got a drink <laughs> when that part happened
2: <laughs> um, yeah maybe I think I just probably checked out at that point but still the sounds and what was going on was very interesting to me at that point point. Um, and it was very different at the time as well uh, you know you think of all the recent classics we've done of albums that came out this time of the world you know come of age and stuff like that that we've covered recently um, this kind of uh, this came out after Come of Age.
0: That's, That's how time works.
2: Yeah. that doesn't <laughs> seem right to <laughs> me. That's crazy.
1: Um, yeah, the the timing of this one feels weird to me. Yeah, I'm
0: it I it feels older. Definitely feels talking. older. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Thought, it's been ten years,
2: I I thought well, I was thinking earlier. What is this? Is it the ten fifteen? I thought probably fifteen. And I thought no, definitely not two thousand seven. That's not right. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't remember the first time, but I definitely remember kind of um. I remember when it was a bigger part of my life, for sure. And that was, yeah, when I had the old record player that I got. Um, And, yeah, it was one of the only records I had. And that was good times.
1: I also do struggle to remember my first experience with this. But I feel like my first experience with Tame was because of this particular album. Um, I can't remember exactly what song. but I feel like we may have touched on covering feels like we only heard backwards at some point when we had that band um i'm not too sure but um yeah I, i don't know it might have been through listening to the radio and just um hearing like new music and then like one of the songs was played then and that's how i sort of came into it but it is one of those albums that got me at the right time to sort of um, broaden my horizons mm. into the musical landscape because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of new sounds going on with it um, so very different to anything that I would have been listening to prior to
2: it. Ian, what is your next question? Next question sir is in the tw- 12 10 years since you first heard this album, which is about right mm. do you think it has aged well? Callum. Absolutely Callum. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: um, it probably isn't if you go deep enough, but definitely in in the mainstream, I think this was pretty much I don't want to say revolutionary, but it probably was in terms of the mainstream at that time, um, and it just they're all still bangers, they've been mixed extremely well and I still think a lot of artists use techniques and sounds that you find in this now. So it doesn't really feel, it feels a bit timeless to me.
1: Yeah, there Um, are, I'm going to just jump in. Um, Go on. There are times where I have been mistaken. Uh, No. Um, (laughs) Liam will get that reference. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, (laughs) I didn't like that. Where
1: (laughs) I, Think that maybe it doesn't sound that good anymore, just because of the newer Tame Parlour is so it produced like to an absolute tea, a mix like to as much perfection as it can be. Uh, whereas this still has the rawness, but I feel like a lot of that is missing from today's um, music. Everything is too polished. It needs to have a bit of rawness about it so i feel like for that reason it has aged well because it's probably aged better than the things that were too polished at the time um and if people are still trying to get sounds like you say then he's on to many. okay
2: i'll say you spot on um just a quick warning seven minutes left um so let's just uh keep that one um, right on, then. For me, yeah, I think this has aged well and for all the other reasons you've mentioned and it 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 definitely feels timeless to me, I think, just talking there through and thinking about what our next classic is, which you know, don't want to spoil it, but it's Max Marco. Um placing this <laughs> between that and come of age doesn't it just none of that sits right in my head. So No Um it's timeless. It still sounds fantastic. Um uh, it still sounds great live and all the rest of it. So I think it's um it's aged very well. Next one. Um, the most important one I'd say is what is your favorite track on Lunarism? Oh. Yanni.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Oh, me? Yes, yeah, so I'm mixing it up. Okay, well, I think you already know it's Apocalypse Dreams. Um, like I defined it earlier, it is perfection for me. Um, it's my favorite Tim the track, and it's one of my favorite songs of all time. So.
0: Day Hill. That answers it pretty well. To be fair, come. Um, it's a toss-up between Mind Mischief and Why Won't They Talk to Me. Um, I'd probably m- be more inclined to put on Why Won't They Talk to Me. Um, so I'll
2: say that one. Right. Well, now. I'll say I'll, I'll say Mind Mischief then, uh, and I'll pick up the other side of that. Um, for all the reasons stated above. Madness Jeep is a uh, a rip snorter, I think uh, somebody <laughs> likes to say quite often. Um, mm-hmm. And the final question here, boys: This um, how does this for you compared to the uh, to Kev's other works?
1: Who's that? to? i I'll
0: it's take open
2: open floor. Come
0: on. I think other albums have better songs. I think other albums are executed better, however, this is my favorite album of Tamman Parlors by a Country Mile. I think nostalgia plays a heavy part. I like the rawness, I like the energy I like that it's not as polished, and I just think it's just it's just a good old time of happiness.
1: beautiful. I'm conscious of the time, so I'm gonna interrupt mm-hmm. you um yeah, I would say this is the best um although there are songs that i think are better like Hal said um this is a package i I put this on every so often just in full just to listen to it and enjoy it as opposed to other albums um that he's he's done since um and we've all we've all said it on multiple occasions i know we have that this is the best one so i think that answers it very (laughs) well.
2: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, I've never really paid any attention to any of the other albums. It just none of them have ever done as much for me. i uh, from maybe any speaker I've spent a bit of time with. um, But as a full body of work, Lunarism is the only one that really kind of holds its own. Uh, and it's probably one of my favourite albums ever. It's in, it's in that list. However, whatever number that list is, I'm not sure if it's top 10, 100, whatever. But it's up there. Um, it's there. It's there. It would be considered always. So... Oh, that's yeah. So that's the end of the questions. That's the end of the mm-hmm. uh, recording. Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. has been Lonerism by Tame Impala We've been Falls in Hell. And Yanni, you've been, you're about, you know, are going to do the socials or something? Go on. Yeah, very quickly. If you're
1: watching this on YouTube, then, you know, like the video, uh, ding the bell, and subscribe. If you're not on YouTube and you're just listening, well, go to it. Type Falls in Hell podcast. Your file is there um again if you're watching the video on youtube you just go to the description everything's there it's beautiful it's right below our faces um and if you're not instagram and facebook just type in at falls and the hill podcast you'll find us twitter at falls and the hill pod that is how you do it in a neat little package no. and in record time goodbye everyone before it even cuts I'm to on, black and on that note we love you actually so got,
2: well, hang on I'm on that note oh um, i've got so i've got the time here i've got a few just a few minutes i want to tell you a quick story uh, Lydia came into yeah, we've got three minutes, so we smashed through that really. Um <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt the girl and go, slow down. Um, <laughs> um Lady came in to me before and told me that she today got the ick. Uh and she explained to me that she was scrolling through TikTok. And whose face appeared? <laughs> this guy. This guy right here. Which is me telling you guys to check out TikTok. Um because you know, content's <laughs> happening daily. It do be It do be. It do be ticking, and on that note, ding dong. See you later. Merrily on high.